Hi and welcome to the official Everton Women's Podcast, sponsored by Lalette. This is our 10th episode and what a guest we have on for you this week. We've been looking forward to this one for a while. It is the absolute legend that is Jill Scott. Jill, thank you so much for joining us. No worries, thanks for having me. It's an absolute pleasure to have you here. Me and Davey are both massive fans, obviously, um, from the first time you were at, were at Everton. Um, just quickly to start with, obviously, you're back on loan from Manchester City. Um, I guess the first thing to say is, what, what progress have you seen in the club um, it, since the time you've last been here? And how are you enjoying being back with the Blues? Yeah, firstly, I'm really enjoying it. The girls, um, manager, Willie, the coaches have all been very welcoming. Um, and I think that's made us feel very settled almost instantly. And yeah, loads of changes. I think we were fortunate enough that we started to get into Finch Farm at the end of my first stint with Everton. And then now, obviously, we're in every single day there. And yeah, the facilities are amazing. Um, obviously, the support that Everton gives the women's side. Yeah, it's been it's been great so far, and I've I've really enjoyed my time. Well, we were saying what a week it's been um, for you at the point of recording this. You're just off the back of receiving your 150th cap for England Lionesses, and of course, scoring your first goal since returning to Everton, and it was the winner in a really dramatic game. Um, a lot of people listening to this will will have seen our interview that we did the other day at full time. <laughs> but can we just tell that story about your celebration again because? Yeah, I think I said in our interview after the game, so me, Claire, um, Grace and Simone were doing a little bit extra after training and we noticed there was a bee on the floor. And to be honest, we thought it was dead, but then we noticed a little bit of movement in its wings and uh, the girls were saying, if you give it sugar, it's meant to help. And I said, oh, funny you should say that. I've just been given this new energy drink. So I started to like drown it in this energy drink and then it just got stronger and stronger and stronger Then. It flew off and we, I remember we all shouted like in celebration and some of the girls were doing small sided games and all turned around and we were like, sorry, sorry. But yeah. And then I think Simone, who is the master of like little one liners, she was like, oh, it was meant to be and all this. So yeah, <laughs> after the game we realised that Hummel on the top actually means B in German and we were like, this is crazy. So yeah, it was a bit of a mad story. I didn't know that. I know, yeah. there you go. I feel like we're going to see this bee on billboards, like promoting this energy drink, like whatever it was, <laughs> to <laughs> turn my life around. <laughs> yeah. He's got he's going to have some heavy endorsements after after this uh, story. Yeah, no, it was um, it was crazy, to be fair. And then we said, like, the next day we're going to turn up a train and then there's just going to be a horde of these bees queuing up <laughs> yet maybe when they listen to this podcast jill they'll uh they'll they'll start heading down to finch farm <laughs> yeah maybe maybe so how things changed since you've left uh, not really that same. I think like the the models and the value of the club like one thing i always loved was it was always a family feel um, and the girls that I met in my time there have now gone on to be like life lifelong friends. Um, Rachel Brown, Fern Whelan, Lindsay Johnson, uh, Farrah Williams, I could go on forever. So I think that family feel is definitely still there. And obviously getting to know the girls so quickly um, 
whenever they stint me and I know that I'll I'll carry on being friends with them also. I think, yeah, okay, maybe they might have added a few pictures, the kits changed, stuff like that. But I think the real underlying values of Everton Football Club is that family feel and looking out for each other. So, yeah, I think that remains the same, which is one thing I'm very happy about. I was going to say with, you know, the, the family thing, Everton is, of course, you know, renowned in the football world, world sorry, for being a, a family kind of orientated club. And you yourself, you can see from, you know, your posts and your your platforms, you are very much a family based girl, aren't you? you you're, you're all about family. Um, so I guess, like you just said, that that had a pull in you coming coming back to Everton, didn't it? Yeah, definitely. I did an interview actually um, at the beginning of last season. I got asked if you could go to any other club in the WSL, who would it be? And obviously at the time, the question had like no relevance whatsoever because in my head, I was at Manchester City. I just signed a new contract. Um, and I remember saying I could only ever see myself at Everton because it would probably feel too weird. So yeah, I think obviously fast forward six months and, and it happened. But yeah, I think them things, obviously you had more Marley in charge who she really drove that um, standards, morals, like she made us realise from an early age that if you were going to be committed to this football club, you had to commit your whole life to it. And I think it's always the person who probably doesn't get enough credit is the one who's in charge. And it was more Marley then. And then obviously working with Willie in such a short space of time, I think he drives the same factors. Um, I love the way he thinks. I love the way he works and how he manages people. So I think credit's got to go to them guys, really. Did you have any other options? Yeah, Lord's phone never stopped ringing. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, there, there was there was a couple of options, but I think my uh, my mind was made up like pretty early. I think um, I'm not one of these that likes to kind of things to go on for a long time I was just like right okay I'm moving where am I going and then it was it was kind of done I had co uh, communications with a couple of clubs who um I was so like honoured that they'd wanted us to to go and play for them but yeah I think it was it was always going to be Everton. We're so delighted that it was aren't we Davey you know so many Everton fans would we were just so excited to see you come back weren't we? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I remember when uh, oh, Dharma was leaving, and we thought, oh no, what's going to happen now? And then <laughs> when we heard Jill Scott might be coming back, we're like, yes! Um, we forgot about Dharma. <laughs> <laughs> no offence, Dharma, because we, we know she's a regular listener to the podcast. That's her shirt as well, <laughs> yeah. so I can't really... No, she'll be happy about that. I think um, along with that, though, obviously, I know there was a lot of excitement in this coming back, and whatever else but along with that comes comes pressure as well and that's what I wanted I, I want the pressure of like performing every Sunday obviously my first task was to to get into the team um I know there's some fantastic players and it was it's always going to be hard starting games for Everton and then putting in performances that weren't wearing the shirt so I knew people were excited but I wanted them to be to be proud as well and hopefully that's what I can do in these next few months well, I think we, we are also proud to see you back and it, it shows the the way that the club has come forward, even in the last couple of years, you know, that we were able to to attract you back to the club. And one of the things that I think everybody loves about you, Jill, is how humble you are. You know, when we ask about if there are any other options, of course, you know, there'd, there'd be teams yeah. fighting to have you wearing, wearing the badge of their shirt. And we're so, so happy uh, that you chose Everton. But one of the first interviews I saw from yourself, and I really, really liked it, was 
you said, you know, obviously you were like, I'm going to get asked a lot about, you know, my age and, you know, because you've been in the game for so long, but that you you still want to learn more. You still want to improve and get better. And that just shows about you. And, you know, you're still out there starting games for Everton. Uh, it's like you've never been away. But I love that. You, you still have hunger and desire to, to grow and progress even more as a player, don't you? And I think that's such a good attitude to have. Yeah, definitely. I, I don't want to get judged by a number that's on your head. You know what I mean? Like I, I've always yeah. said I feel a lot younger than I am and I want to be judged on my fitness and my performances. And I think that's the main thing when when you're a team, obviously you've got Grace who's 17. I'm like double her age. But when we step on that training pitch or the, the game on a Sunday, we are completely equal. And I learn from her just as she learns from me. Um, and that's how I see it. That's literally how I see it. So yeah, I think always wanting to learn as well. Obviously, I've been fortunate enough to be at such a great club like Manchester City and learned so much about the game, uh, tactics, everything like that. And then coming to Everton, learning a different way of playing. And I just feel so fortunate for that because it's things that you can add to your game um, and get better at. And there's still so many things that I have to improve on. And I've never once threw the towel in and said, oh, I'm not going to get any better now that I'm 34 still think I, I can add to my game and before the game on Sunday I remember Willie saying uh, Jill keep arriving in them goal scoring positions because I know you want to get more goals and it's true and luckily enough on Sunday that, that came off it did box to box yeah which brings us to because me and uh, David have noticed on you know a few little sort of teasing um, <laughs> posts about a, a protect- new new business venture um you're renowned you know for your love of coffee can you give us a little bit about this box to box is it uh, a new venture involving coffee for yourself yeah so um so myself and my partner Shelley we we both love coffee I've loved coffee for years and I think everyone thinks that I drink about 10 cups of coffee a day but I don't I think it's always been a bit of an excuse to check in with people catch up with people and for me sitting in a coffee shop obviously I do like having a coffee, but it's more the chance to chat and the social element of it all. So, yeah, we had a discussion and I think people thought we're probably a bit crazy doing it um, around COVID times. But there's been so many coffee shops that have kept us going throughout COVID um, when you're allowed to just walk and get a takeaway. And, you know, just having that moment of normality, I suppose, for that small amount of time. So, yeah, we've got our heads together and then come up with the coffee shop name, which is Box to Box which I think probably describes me quite well. Um, and, yeah, obviously when you when you go in there, it's not like you're going to be greeted by all these football shirts and Astral Turf pitch and stuff like that because, firstly, I think Shelley would kill us. But, yeah, <laughs> just, just going to be a bit of, like, an independent coffee shop um, coming very soon, mid-April. And, yeah, we'll be telling people where the location is very soon as well. I love that, though, that there's still this, like, we don't know where it's going to be. So, obviously, everyone will be be staying tuned and uh, can't wait to get in there and, and have a coffee when we can. And you just mentioned your partner, your fiancé, Shelley, there as well. Because um, I found it really interesting that I think lockdown started on, like, the 16th of March. And then your engagement was announced on the 17th of March. Um, yeah. What was that like? Did you, did being engaged for the first year being in a totally new kind of world did you really focus like your attentions and stuff then was that able to help you concentrate on box to box because obviously there was no football for a little bit as well 
Um, no, Box to Box kind of just come about recently, to be honest. Um, it was an opportunity that came up and we thought, why don't we just do it? But yeah, it's been a year since we got engaged. Maybe if I'd asked her after lockdown, she might have said no, but <laughs> yeah, she's still here. So that's a, that's a good sign. Um, so yeah, I think people's probably thinking, oh, we've been planning this for ages, but it's literally been, I'd say, in the last month and then it's just moved very quickly. So Obviously, my focus first and foremost is is football and has to be for, for the future. But then once I do retire, um, I look forward to, obviously, I'll spend some time in the shop on my days off. But once I retire, I think I want to be a, a really good barista that gets to make like, football <laughs> patterns. And I'll try and work on the Everton badge as well. <laughs> Can I ask, will you be selling Kopili Wack? What is it? It's It's coffee. But oh, what it is, it's a civic cat that eats the coffee beans, digests uh, it, and... Yeah. I've heard, yeah, I have yeah. heard of that, to be honest, but we're, um, <laughs> I think it's, like, really, really expensive, and I, I yeah, think our, our motto at the minute is, let's make sure we walk before we run, so, yeah, <laughs> and maybe it doesn't go with box to box, but I think we need to... Um, we're just going to focus on getting the coffee perfect so that everyone likes the product. Um, probably sell a few brownies and cakes and stuff like that, which obviously I'll only be having on a day off. Um, <laughs> yeah, we'll see what happens from there. But we're just excited to get friends, family, the public down, have a nice chat and have a coffee with everyone. Uh, we'll be definitely down there when it opens, 100%. Yeah, you can. Have you seen Simone McGill's um, coffee styling skills or whatever? She makes a beautiful-looking coffee. Just brilliant. Uh, I think that was our first conversation. Obviously, I know Simone off the first time I was at um, Everton. What a fantastic character, by the way, a lovely person. Always yeah. got a good attitude. Like, I can't speak highly enough of her. But, yeah, we we soon realised that we had this love of coffee. So, yeah, she's been showing us some of our patterns. And I've definitely said as soon as we're open, she can come down and have a little jam on the coffee machine. Apparently, that's what you say. I'm le- learning all this, these coffee words. Um, so oh, yeah, I like that. I think she's a lot more advanced than me, so hopefully she'll help us out. I was supposed to be getting taught how to make all the patterns and coffee in our coffee shop in in work. I was good. Oh, were you? Yeah, I was supposed oh. to be. Yeah, it's really difficult. I remember the first day um, when I was at Manchester City, a coffee shop invited the girls down, and I remember me, Ellen White, Steph Horton, we went down and we're like, "Oh yeah, this will be fine," and swirling the milk and all this, and then I put the a pipe thing in the milk and went all over the place. <laughs> there was more milk in my eyebrows than in the cup. Um and I didn't manage to do any patterns. Ellen White was okay to be fair. So yeah, we'll have to get all these people down and they can show us how it's done. Is there anything Ellen White can't do, by the way? Another she's great last night, wasn't she? Yeah, yeah. No, again though, I always say when I'm speaking to young girls and whatever else, I'm like, she's the perfect role model. She really is. Her success is totally down to dedication, hard work. Honestly, she every single bit of detail. She'll watch the goalkeepers for hours and analyze them. And I think with her, success is definitely no luck. So I think, yeah, when you're speaking to young girls, obviously people say about different teams and stuff like that, but what a fantastic player to have as a role model. A hundred percent agree. I think Ellen is is one of those players almost that she doesn't get overlooked, but I think she deserves so much credit for for just how incredible she is. Um, and she's obviously 
smashing it for club and country at the moment as well. And I was fortunate enough to see her score a goal in Nice in 2019 for the World Cup in France. I was fortunate enough to watch you play there as well. Mm. Um, I met you just before, Jill, and it was a really humbling experience, actually. I got to go to, to St. George's Park and have a have a conversation with Jill ahead of the World Cup. And that was your fourth World Cup, wasn't it? Um, yeah, that actually was sat, sat in the stands, didn't we? I remember yeah. It. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, your your PA was sort of, I think, trying to gently like hurry me along because I just couldn't talk. To you. <laughs> it wasn't my PA, by the way. It was the England PA. Although oh. I did the PA to organise my life a lot of the time. But yeah, I think we were just chatting, but we? we forgot it was like an actual like sure thing. We did. I was just totally in awe, and I've actually still got this shirt now. No one will see this because it's going to be a podcast, but. Uh, the, oh, yeah. <laughs> the shirt that you signed for me and it was the shirt from um the well it was the kit that was worn in 2010 of course when you lifted an FA Cup with Everton uh, I always say that League Cup final 2008 I've got the tattoo on my ankle of that um I disclosed that information and I remember when we won the FA Cup Mo Marley actually said to us she was like are we going to turn up the training tomorrow and you're going to have the FA Cup all on your back this big cup <laughs> and I thought, I thought that's not a bad idea to be honest, more. But then, um, yeah, just um, I posted a picture recently. Actually, me and Charlie, who he's now twelve, but I think he was only well. Jill worked out the maths. I think he was eighteen months at the time, and just walking, holding his hand with the FA Cup trophy, and yeah, it was a fantastic day. It was such a good game, three two. Um, definitely for a neutral watching that, it was just such a fantastic game, and yeah, them in the moments. Obviously, I've lost a lot more cup finals and I've won uh, but they make them all so worth it when you look back on them pictures definitely you I'll have can... to get you to sign that <laughs> that's this season's but I got that just before you and Alicia joined so I'll have to get you and Alicia oh, to sign that after... I thought you were pointing to your wardrobe for a minute I was like <laughs> yeah. it's, not, it's not my wardrobe it's my daughter's this isn't all mine yeah. honestly for people that can't see he sat in a pink princess bed and I thought <laughs> Oh, is that his? I didn't want to ask. I thought you'd gone for the pink um, Everton theme. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even get onto that. That's actually so funny. I've been caught, haven't I? I'm, this I'll is it. The judge. <laughs> <laughs> Neil, honestly, you honestly just have us in stitches. Me and Davey were like, oh, we can't wait to get Jill on. And obviously every podcast that we do, uh, we ask about the teammates and stuff and who's funny. And your mate and we're big fans of, we're big, big members of the Simone McGill fan club here as well, aren't we, Davey? She gets a lot of shout outs for being funny. Um, But we had Shani Boyhlorka on last week. And she was just saying, already, you've come in and you just have the girls in stitches. You really do. Just so funny. And oh. <laughs> we we got to ask you about your initiation. Um, we've all seen it. Mysterious girl. Can we get you to give us a little soundbite? <laughs> that was Shani. I did actually see it as Shani. No videos and just slightly got one. But you know what the funny thing was? Well, it wasn't funny at the time, but went all the way to Wembley and the Tottenham game was called off on the Sunday and it was my first trip with the girls. Did my initiation. I was like, I feel like I've just been on tour with Pete Andre when <laughs> performed Mysterious Girl at Wembley and then came back. So, yeah. I'm not the best singer, but we can try if you want. Come on, let's do it all together. 
I actually sang that on my 18th on karaoke. And obviously, I haven't got a six pack, but I bought a six pack of lager out. Just oh, did you? Six pack off, yeah. What about the hair? Did you have more hair back then? I did, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had a lot more. <laughs> no, it's, oh. it's a good song. You know what? Um, I, was, I was just saying the other day um, because I got a video message off David Beckham for my, my 150th appearance, and I was buzzing because I, I love him. Um, and then Prince William also reached out as well. And I was saying, the only people on my list now left to me is Peter Andre and Prince Harry. So that's, uh, I loved Peter Andre when I was younger. I had posters <laughs> on my wall and everything. Well, again, I do believe that Peter Andre is a regular listener to this pod. <laughs> so, do you know what? When this goes out, we're tagging Peter Andre in it, and let's make let's make this happen. This is like uh, it's getting down a, to box to box. Let's get yeah. into, that. That would, would be amazing. Any, oh, guys, let's make this happen. Like, can he do the announcement, or one day on your your day off, Jill, when you're working? We'll sneak in. It'll be like one of those, you know, uh, like where they make all the dreams yeah. happen, and 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 we'll follow we'll follow Peter Andre into the shop with a camera <laughs> and and see your reaction. See you just oh, fall to pieces. Good. No, I actually would. I actually would. So yeah, and I think we're gonna have a few people lining up to cut this um, coffee ribbon. To be honest, get a few few of the England girls down. I think so. Yeah. I don't know. Hopefully, it depends on COVID and stuff. But we might be have might be able to have a little opening if allowed. Oh, I hope so. Talking about <laughs> Prince William, do you think Prince William is going to give you your MBA because you are an MBA as well? Oh, I would love have that. you received your uh, medal yet? No, not yet. I haven't. But I've been fortunate enough to meet Prince William a few times, um, and he always tells us to watch my slide and tackles because he knows that I, I like I like a good slide and tackle. So. Yeah, that would to be honest, that would be amazing if if that was to happen. But yeah, the um, I received a letter which was handwritten from him, so that's definitely going to be one of my most prized possessions. And I've just been out to buy a frame for it, actually. So yeah, I was I was very very happy with that. Yeah, I mean, last week if you're asking people to Katie for you or bow yet, and she said, <laughs> "Haven't you?" No, definitely not. <laughs> You would have had so many media requests and stuff. It's a massive achievement, 150 caps, you know, only the second player to do that for the women's team. It's huge. And to still be playing at the top level, scoring, you know, club and country, it's, it is, you know, you said before about your fitness levels and stuff, because it doesn't matter what age you are. It's like Cristiano Ronaldo as well, you know, greatest, greatest player or one of. I know there's this debate we spoke about the other day. It doesn't have to be Messi or Ronaldo. Let's just appreciate that they're both incredible you know yeah he he improves every season it seems and it's it's dedication to athletes like him and yourself if you keep yourself fit and you work hard then there's no reason why you can't be playing for you know years and years to come yeah exactly and I think that's the thing obviously as you get older you get more experience as well so I think you know your body better you know how to get the best out of yourself um more confident as well so yeah, Ronaldo is he's living example for, for anyone out there who wants to play football when they're older. But 
obviously when you touched on um, reaching 150 and only being the second player to do it, obviously got to give Farrah Williams a shout out. I think always a player that I've looked up to. Well, she had to look up to me in height, but I always <laughs> look up to her and um, we're, we're keeping in touch. We're very good friends now and just so grateful and so thankful to her for our support throughout the years, playing midfield at Everton. She's obviously always been a legend and I was always just trying to trying to kind of fit into the squad and kind of mark my way and she, she always helped us and I know like she's genuinely so proud that I'm in that 150 club with us so yeah I just have to say a big thanks to Farah. Absolutely well we used to watch and I mean Davey both and so many other Everton fans used to watch uh, Everton ladies as we were back then with the likes of you you know yourself Rachel Brown, Farah Williams, Rachel Unit, all these these great players um when Mo Marley was there as well. And all these players, I think that I just named pretty much were part of your, your video. Um, and it made me emotional listening to it. And it's not, it wasn't about me. It was, it made me feel emotional because I think it was how it just is credit to you as a person, Jill, that those messages from people, it wasn't just about the football. It was, you know, what an achievement, but how proud these people are to just know you and call you a friend. Did it did it get to you? I know you spoke a bit about Carly and Demi. They're, they're really good friends of yours in football. They got you a little bit, didn't they? <laughs> yeah, well, I've got the unedited version, which I think is like an hour long. But I've promised my grandma as soon as COVID's over that we'll sit down with a cup of tea and watch it all. So I haven't actually watch the whole thing yet because once you make a promise to your grandma you definitely can't break it and but yeah I think that's what means the most to me obviously people say they appreciated playing football um in the same team and stuff but yeah just to hear if I've helped them in any way off the pitch or the laughs that we've had or the memories like I said to the England girls I said it's all about obviously you want to win of course you do else you wouldn't uh, go out and train every single day but when you look back on your career, the memories that you make are incredible. And with them people, you can never get them back. So I think it's trying to win, but with a smile on your face. And I think that's definitely the recipe for success. And I think I've always tried to just stay the same, uh, no matter what happened to us throughout my career, throughout the World Cups, the European Championships. I think just go give it my all and, and enjoy it. Because as I say, the friendships I've made along the way, I'm so grateful for. Are you bringing back obvious Jill, yeah? <laughs> you know what? I did, I did a video before and I was like, Barista Jill. And it was like, <laughs> obvious maybe I should have called it Obvious Coffee. Um, yeah, we might do. I, I did some Obvious Jill skill sessions in lockdown. So, yeah, we'll see. It's just... That was the head, shoulders, knees and toes, wasn't it? Yeah, that yeah, one, yeah. 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 So, although you only seen one take. There was a few outtakes when I ran into the back door. So... <laughs> Um, yeah, we'll see. It's always in the pipeline. Oh, I absolutely no, no. love that. Well, Davey's going to take this part. Right, so as many questions as you can answer in 60 seconds, just quick fire. Sarah, will you count? I'll, I'll count. I will cl- count the time for you. Of course I will. Okay, so you've got 12 to beat. And okay. the, You've got 12 to beat Izzy Christensen. Shani got 10, I think. Okay, if I can't answer, do I say pass? Yeah, just say pass, pass yeah. and we'll move yeah. on. Perfect. Yeah. Okay, we ready? Three, two, one, go. Childhood hero. David Beckham. Favourite place in the world. Spain. Funniest Everton teammate. Oh, Rachel Brown. Fastest Everton teammate. Oh, good question. Go Shani. 
pre-match meal. Pasta and chicken. Tea or coffee. Coffee. Biggest inspiration. More Marley. If you could play another position, where would it be? Right wing. Favourite star from another sport? Uh, Kelly Holmes. Toughest Everton teammate? Oh, Abby. Stringer. Ch- chocolate or ice cream? Chocolate. Hattrick or last minute winner? Last minute winner. Toughest opponent? Ever. Um, Marazan. Most stylish Everton teammate? Oh, that's Whoa. time. I've only seen them in kit. Um, I'll go Megs. Well... <laughs> We talk about one of the questions was hat trick or last minute winner. We Is had that- a last minute winner from Jill Scott. Yeah. <laughs> Th- 13, you 13. got 13. Did Megs make it 13? No, I-, I think ironically, was it Abby that made it 13, which is her number? Oh. Was that the question before? So, Meg, yeah. we-, we got Meg, but I- it was on 10173, oh. as you can see. But still. <laughs> The, the stylish one's hard because we haven't had a chance to go out anywhere, so I've only seen <laughs> But Meg's always made sure she has decent eyebrows, so I'll give her that one. <laughs> I, I was hoping I'd get down to Coronation Street or Enders because I know you're the big, massive Coronation Street. I want to be an extra, but apparently there's a massive long list. Well, that was one of my questions. Who would you... You're an MBE. I think they can yeah, get you yeah. on. <laughs> but who would you... If you could play any character in Coronation Street, who would you play? Oh, if I could play them. I like Carla. I like yeah. Carla. Oh, right, okay, yeah. But I'd be a little bit more, like, aggressive. So, yeah. <laughs> love that. Like your sliding tackles, Jill, that we love. Yes. <laughs> well, Jill, thank you so much for your time. You get off. That was a pleasure, and thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. Take care. Bye, Bye Jill. So, like and subscribe to the official Everton podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or by searching Everton on your preferred podcast listening app. Don't forget as well, you can catch up on our past episodes with players including Poppy Patterson, Hayley Rasso, Izzy Christensen and Ingrid Moore-Wald. I just want to say a big massive thank you to our sponsor, The Let's, for sponsoring our podcast. We'll be back in a fortnight's time. Up the toffees. When we have questions about our body, periods, and well, pretty much anything else, most of us turn to the search engines, but sometimes it can be overwhelming. What we really need is straightforward answers and expert advice to put our minds at ease, and that's where Lilette's Talk comes in. It's a safe, confidential space where you can ask the questions that you need to and get a no-nonsense answer, whatever your life stage or query, and this is how it works. Send a message anytime via text or WhatsApp on 0116-326-1967. Ask a question about periods, puberty, maternity, menopause, products or anything else in between. It's completely anonymous, so Lilette won't know any details about who you are and will never use your number for marketing purposes. You'll get an answer back within 24 hours and the best bit, your answer will come from a real person and not a bot. The dedicated team at Lilettes will be available between 6am and 6pm to answer your questions. That number again is 011-6326-1967. So Lilettes talk.